Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back in, everybody. It's uh, 625 on a uh, Thursday morning. I hope everybody had a good uh, Valentine's Day yesterday. Spent with your sweetheart. How was the heart-shaped pizza, Jimmy? Delicious. Where'd you get it from? It hit the spot. Uh, where do we, oh, uh, we got it from Papa John's. It was the only place I okay. could find that could, it took two and a half hours for delivery. Now you would think, why didn't you just go get it? And the answer is simple. I didn't want to. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, I, um, <laughs> I got questions. How far was, uh, the Papa John's from your house? About a good 10, 15 minutes. A good 10, 15 minutes. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Also, uh, it's this is timed not, out this is, not, this is not a good look. It was a really yeah. nice day yesterday, too. It yeah. was a really nice more, day. More encouragement can the to dog, be out. Can you put the dog in the truck and just drive down to <laughs> yeah. Papa John's? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Bailey would have no. enjoyed that. Uh, well, <laughs> she would have, actually. Yeah, her birthday's coming up. So. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I got it. I'm glad you brought up uh, a Valentine's Day, because I got to give a shout out. And we were there during the fall at the Hy-Vee over on Maple. Um so they, as you can imagine, all of those places, whether we're talking about Hy-Vee Bakers, anybody does flowers too, and it's a grocery store as well. It's chaos. I mean, if you go there and you do a pre-order and you go to pick it up, it's I I do not envy them. Have we checked on Joey? Uh, yeah, exactly. I I hope he he made it out okay. I went in, I had an order, and you could tell they they were kind of struggling to find it, and they kind of got panicky. And I believe it was the lady who actually is like the the manager of the floral department. She came over. And she apologized up and down. She's like, we're going to make this right for you. We're, we're making the arrangement as we speak. I don't know why it's not showing up in our system. Because, you know, I gave my confirmation and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I waited maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes, which is totally normal on a day like that. They, it, I, I'm not putting a dollar value on what I originally ordered. Well, let's just say they upgraded me to something that was well over a hundred dollars, just to make it right. Okay. And they're like, they're like, don't, they're like, don't give up on us. I'm like, I'm not. You guys are fine. <laughs> like, I mean, they were apologizing up and down. So, like, but I'm watching all of them. Just they were like Edward Scissorhands doing all of the different arrangements that they had to get out that day, and whether it was delivery or for pickup. I mean, there was probably a staff of at least that I saw of six people, and you know, those those floral yeah. departments aren't huge. They're just like. And it was there. They're just like surgeons, man. It was it was impressive. But hey, look, things happen. I'm understanding of that. But they could not have been more nice. Shout out to the 156 and Maple Hivey on that. That they and my wife loved them. She absolutely loved him, so I look like the hero. And people that are wondering why I said Joey, Joey Colbert, he's the general manager at that store, so he also works here and he also yep. runs the Hivey. So the man of many talents. Hold on here. <laughs> You're. You're being facetious, I right? I am. He's not the I, GM. But, he, uh, listen, he listens, does, so he might Does get Joey work there? <laughs> he does work there. I think, yeah, he does. And yeah. I think he's on the fast track to probably be a GM there if he really want, would want to. But, but he's he, very good he in radio. He wasn't there he, the morning whoa, whoa, whoa. we were there. He yeah. wanted to be in radio. Yeah. What is, oh, he, what is he doing in the grocery business? Well, this is just, you know, hey, you know, you, you know as well as any of us in this room, you know, sometimes when you're, you're getting started in radio, it doesn't always pay the bills. Mm-hmm. You got to have the other thing going on, too. Uh, he I, has told me a full-time job here would, you know, Joey, Joey, does, Joey does a great job. Does a great job. Uh, I also heard that Chick-fil-A had heart-shaped biscuits yesterday. Oh. oh. 
That's cute. I like Man, to be, maybe I should have done I that. I like to be the person in the back that gets to, uh, you know, do the design and you... You go yeah, I'm sure they have like like the yeah. little cookie cutter type things. Um, <laughs> also, it'll be nice. Uh, you walk into like your uh, favorite Walgreens or CVS today. I'm sure it'll be packed with St. Patrick's Day yep. decorations. We've already moved on. Yep. Probably already moved on before Easter. yesterday. Are we, yeah, are we in Easter? Because <laughs> uh, I, I feel like St. Patrick's has its own little section. Uh, I think we're. I think, we're a little, I think we got We we can push off Easter a little bit. Now Easter is in March though. It's the last day of it's March. It's early this year. It's the 31st. So it'll be here before you know it. Glad I made it to the uh, 15th of February. <laughs> Isn't that a regional weekend? <laughs> Uh, yes, it is. All right, Easter Bunny and basketball. Yep. Wait a minute. Uh, uh, Hops and hoops. Sweet, sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regional mm-hmm. finals. Yeah. Regional finals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so that'd be Elite Eight Day would be. Oh, I always refer to them as Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I don't... Oh, okay. The yeah, second yeah. weekend, I know, is still the regional. Yeah, sweet, yeah Sweet right. 16, Sweet yeah. 16, Elite Eight. Yeah, so. Hoops and hopping. Hoops and hops. See, that's confusing because then it sounds like beer. Which but is okay, too. I just tried. Oh, there's a lot of places. Uh, I imagine... Uh, old Mattress Factory will do another in their parking lot, like they do for the College World Series, and I think they call it Hoops and Hops. Okay, cool. I like that. I swear I didn't know that. Uh, I wasn't trying to steal anything there. So a team that probably will not be playing here in Omaha uh, for the NCAA uh, in the tournament would be Ohio State. So Chris Holman got off to a 12-2 and start. Yep. This was after we were off the air yesterday in our discussion of Ed Cooley and his comments about appreciating Mac after they got throttled by Creighton on uh, Tuesday night. And then later in the morning, Chris Holtman got fired. Chris Holtman, if you follow his path, the rise and fall of Chris Holtman is pretty jarring. Like, like, he, he got going at Butler. Mm-hmm. He was successful at Ohio State at a place where they're not hanging banners. Right. I mean, look, at, look at Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan, and their NCAA tournament lack of success in about the last seven years. It's kind of jarring because you think, man, those teams are all really, really good. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been good. And Ohio State has been hit or miss from Randy Ayers to O'Brien to Thad Mata. And then Chris Holtman comes in. And Chris Holtman's a really, really good guy. Really, really good guy. He's one of those guys in the industry where everybody says, man, I like that guy. But in this case, when you're 2-12 and 12 in your last 14 and you haven't won a road game uh, now well over a year, everybody nods their head and goes, you're in a gods-to-go situation. Now, I think why they fired him on Valentine's Day, one, the Indiana loss was awful. Yep. They were up 18 and blew that game. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have watched a game at Ohio State, the place is a mausoleum. Yep. I think moving forward in this day and age of the finances, and and, and the economy is good in Columbus. They got a lot of money. I mean, look at, look at the buyouts. Look at the... Look at what they're paying. I mean, mm-hmm. there there's a lot of money in Columbus. That, that, Kelly likes it. That that money has a scarlet and gray tinge to it. But butts and seats are a big deal. If you don't have butts and seats, that is an indication. Because as a fan, what's your what's your power over saying to an athletic department, man, you gotta do something different. You don't go you know, to the games. Yeah, you don't show up. You might still buy the tickets, but you don't go to the games. Mm-hmm. And it in Columbus, no look. butts and seats. Yep, especially now, in a place like that. Now, I'm gonna apply that to Kevin Willard. At Maryland, if you watched the Maryland Iowa game last night, I did. there was nobody there. Nope. Where where did everybody go? It, it, the, the snowstorm was over. It was Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. I was up by eleven. Sorry, Iowa. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't really matter. It's just <laughs> it, there was nobody yeah. there, and it was a terrible atmosphere. But that's what it's become in Columbus. So, I don't know this whole let's get a head start on the on the search. I don't know about that. I know that no butts and seats, no buzz. There's something that 
they said, we got to make a move. Now, this whole discussion involves Greg McDermott of Creighton, and you can't deny it. I don't care if you're a diehard Creighton fan, and when you cut yourself open, you bleed blue. You have to realize that he is a really, really good basketball coach, that any good AD, but in this case, the wild card is Ted Carter. Ted Carter. Yep. Ted Carter loves to win. I thought the about Ted that Carter that home. I know from the University of Nebraska loves to win. He wants he wanted Omaha Athletics to win. He wants Nebraska Athletics to win. Ted Carter likes to win. Ted Carter likes to be Ted Carter. If you get my drift here. Mm-hmm. So that's the X factor in all of this discussion. So if you uh, were in the role of Ted Carter at Nebraska, you are very familiar with the success of Creighton basketball. Oh, yeah. And now you're at a place that's got a ton of money. And you got a place that it feels a little bit stale. Ted Carter, look at his past history at Nebraska with making moves, whether on the academic or the athletic side. If something feels stale, time to move on. Mm-hmm. So they move on at Ohio State. And yesterday started the cycle of the noise that will happen in Omaha, Nebraska, Columbia, South Carolina, Cincinnati, Ohio, and I think Ted Carter will make Greg McDermott say no. Any smart athletic director that needs a basketball coach and needs a boost and needs a fit culturally Mm -hmm. with the community that you reside in, why wouldn't you knock on the door of a guy at Creighton just to see if there's interest? Just because you contact the head basketball coach doesn't mean, oh, he's leaving and he has interest. You're reaching out to him. Remember, people don't leave good jobs. They just don't. If you have a good job and there's all of the on-court, off-court, on-field, off-field, all of that vibes, Mm -hmm. and you love living where you are and it's a good place to raise a family, you don't leave good jobs. It's not just the X's and O's. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. The lifestyle, all of that. So I believe that Ted Carter, and 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 Mac's not the only candidate, but Mac will be a guy that will have to say no to Ted Carter because I think Ted Carter realizes this is what we need. There's a guy in Omaha that I'm really, really familiar with, and it wasn't like they woke up yesterday and said, Chris Holtman, you're out. Right. This has been a process. Ted Carter is always a forward thinker, and Ted Carter, even though he's not the athletic director, he's playing a huge role in whatever happens next with the basketball coach at Ohio State. But Omaha, Nebraska is going to have a lot of noise. And and, it, and it's not just Ohio State. The I want to go back to when it comes to doing this decision when they did, when Ohio State did yesterday. You mentioned, and we see this in football too, if you want to get a jump start on the coaching search. Okay, your candidates are very much into their season and a very important time of their season. So to me, that's not the motivating factor. At some point, you just say, okay, enough is enough. We know we're going to do this. Why wait anymore? You can afford the buyout, everything that comes with making that decision. To me, it always feels like, even even at the, at the pro leagues in the NFL, and they do this too, I always feel like there is a sense of what the administration is doing to try to send a message to the fan base of, yeah, we know enough's enough this product just isn't acceptable and we are going to hold who you know who and what we think is accountable so we are going to go ahead and send that message to our fan base okay so okay you do that now you have a fan base with ohio state that 
And it, it is, it's amazing. 12 and 2 is when they started off. And I remember one of these mornings we were talking about, hey, talk about Chris Holtman, who was on the hot seat. This might be the, the revenge tour here. Didn't work out. Now that you have all of those Ohio State fans wondering, okay, this job, it demands a winner. It demands somebody that we can see and say, yep, totally get that one. That one makes a lot of sense. You're telling me any Ohio State fan that if they decided that, well, and you're right, it would be more on, on the Mac side. If he said, yeah, you know what? Got a kind of a new team next year, transitional period next year for Creighton. Why not? 60 years old when that would start at, at the next place if that were to happen. Again, this is a hypothetical. Yeah, you know what? I got, I got one last one in me. I got one last putting my stamp on a program and putting it in a much better place in me. What Ohio State fan would not be excited about that? About well, about Greg well, McDermott? I, I, okay, so we can say that from our perspective here. When when Holtman got hired, Mac was in the discussion. Yes, he was. Wasn't it overwhelming? And at the time, you know, Creighton wasn't at the point that they're at now, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a like a oh my god, you got to go get him, Gene. Yeah. Now, one thing. Along with, if you feel like your program is stale, and I say this, I would even say this about myself. If you're thinking about firing somebody, do it. Okay? If you're thinking about firing me, fire me. Okay? Don't, don't go, mm, I don't, mm, mm. Because they're already thinking it. Yeah, you're yeah. already thinking yeah. it. But when you, when you do this, and again, Ohio State's very stale right now. Um, I don't expect them to fall apart. And guys to jump into the portal. But, you know, guys are thinking about their future. And ironically, Nebraska plays there at the end of the month, which who yep. knows what that'll be like. But I, yeah. but but you'll always get the the new interim coach bump for a game or two. Yeah, sure. And maybe it carries you a little bit further. So I'm not ready to say, well, Ohio State's going to completely fall apart. But it's not the ideal uh, situation. I think in also in these cases, where you make a move early to say, hey, fans... I, this is what you wanted. You, you told us with your butts and seats. Mm-hmm. But you also, you're also able to now to do some trial balloons because Mac's name is at the yep. top of Send the list. Feelers. Lamont Paris is at the top of the list. I don't know if Ted Carter watched Auburn in South Carolina last night. For Lamont Paris, I hope not because <laughs> they got destroyed yeah. down in Alabama by Auburn. Uh, or Sean Miller. Or Mick Cronin. Or Nate Oates. Nico Medved's thrown out there, too. Um, all of those. So you do some trial balloons a little bit. So you, you kind of look at the reaction of people. Yep. So I think of the initial go around. Our litmus test. The initial go around was mm, because Chris Holtman, you know, hey, he's over in Butler. Hey, look what Butler coaches have done when they've left. Okay. Our, now, this go around, I think if you are an Ohio State fan, and I know, and I, I peruse the boards. Sean Miller is a popular guy. Mm-hmm. Not very far away. Familiar with Ohio State. Yep. Uh, this go around, I think if you were an Ohio State fan and what you were looking for, and, and, and we're not talking about a Final Four program, your reaction to Greg McDermott's name being mentioned should be a lot different. 
if you are a smart fan yep. and you realize what your program needs. But I think when you make moves like this, you do you do kind of gauge. You should never let fans dictate exactly what you're going to do. But you like to have your ear to the ground just to listen, mm-hmm. just to know what your boosters, your supporters, everybody is kind of thinking. And then you do what you do and you make a hire. But you, you have to listen. And I think that's probably something will happen here. But the thing at these places, and especially here, and Max, Max done a good job of this because it's not the first time that Max been courted. We just mentioned Ohio State last year. Notre Dame, Notre Dame wanted, wanted Notre Dame wanted to get in front of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going through this historical season, and Notre Dame is like, um, Mac, hello, hello, yeah. can we? And they're in the middle of playing, and you're like, uh, no, no, we got to wait till the end of the season. Like, I can't wait till the end of the season. Right. So you have people that work for you or with you to help you with these situations, so that you block out the noise. But between now and whenever Ohio State makes a hire or whatever Arizona State decides, the noise is going to be there and you can't run away from it. And at some point you have to go, God, that's actually a feather in our cap at a place like Creighton where we've got a basketball coach that has taken us to these heights that is wanted by football schools that have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of money at Ohio State. And a lot of money attached to the Big Ten. So money money sometimes talks. But if you have a good job, you don't leave a good job. Now you go back to the statement that uh, we were left with with Ed Cooley. And I, I give you a lot of credit. That, that conversation was one that I don't know if you knew Chris Holman was going to get Candy yesterday. Oh, I, th- I but, think. It, it, but I think you, everyone yeah, knew the writing is, was on the is, wall. This has probably been going on for about two weeks. Yeah. Prior to yesterday's announcement, that it was inevitable. Um, and I think from the standpoint of the attraction to Greg McDermott, and we, we we've talked about this before when it came to you know Tony White with Nebraska. It sucks for the idea of losing someone that's been so important to your program, and, and I know. Mac and, and Tony White are probably a little bit different besides the obvious in the sports because one has only been here for a year and the other has been here for the amount of time that he's been here is you have that appreciation uh, and 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 to some to, I, I would say to some extent and this is why I brought up the fans yesterday is maybe you take certain things for granted because you've now and this is give all the credit in the world to Mac on this you've put that program in a position to where you just expect them to always be a part of the NCAA tournament conversation. I mean, that's that's a given. And now that conversation has shifted into how far can they go. And so that that's the type of program that he's cultivated. And that, to me, is something that when you win so much and you're constantly in the NCAA tournament, that sometimes we do get into that habit of, well, we just expect that. And you don't realize maybe how good you do have it. And it is different from what it was seven years ago when this Ohio State job was open. Because think about what Creighton has accomplished since then. They got their first Sweet 16 appearance. Then they were in the Elite Eight last year. So that program has ascended even to greater heights. And you've watched the way that they've recruited as well. Using that not only Big East profile, but the Creighton brand itself in basketball. You're getting bigger recruits. You're able to get out there and really sell that program. If if I'm an Ohio State fan and I'm 
maybe you're not as you don't pay close attention to Creighton or Mac or his you know where he's come from. It doesn't take you long to say, "Damn, that would be a great hire." Like I don't think you have to really get into the weeds of it and be like, "Oh, okay." You know, after going through hours of research and background on you know his climb and his presence in Omaha. I've now come to the conclusion that this would be good. It doesn't take you that long. You only have to look and say, yeah, this, this would be really good for what I think Ohio State would want to get. And then there's the kind of the interesting part about, you heard Gene Smith, he was extremely emotional about making that decision yesterday. But he ain't going to be there. Ross Bjork is going to be there as well. So then there's that whole transition of power as well. Yeah, That's why just, I think the Ted Carter part of it no, is no, very important. Don't stop. Just Ted Carter, period. Mm-hmm. Because and anybody would, that wants to, to, to say, well, I, I, don't, I don't think Ross Bjork, it's not Ross Bjork, it's Ted Carter. Yeah, Dave Rev, tell that to Dave Revson. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's, you, you don't know what's going on, okay? Uh, Ted Carter is a very powerful person. Right. He now is at the Ohio State University mm-hmm. with Big Ten money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. But there's also part of, now, now separate... Mac from a conversation about just the Ohio State job is at a school that is a football school. And it's been done. Schools that play Power 5 football have also been successful in Power 6 basketball. And and I got asked this the other day, why do I say Power 6 basketball? Big, Big, East. East, is a, yeah. Big East is part of the Power 6 for, mm-hmm. for basketball. Is what is your commitment? You've got a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of money. You got a lot more money than Big East schools. You just do. I mean, Nebraska's head basketball coach has paid more than Creighton's basketball coach. Big Ten, lots of money. More money coming in. Separation. Big Ten, SEC, lots of money. But when you're at a place like Ohio State where you have so much attention towards football and you have to win at football, what does that do to the Ohio State basketball job? Again, they don't. You don't walk in the arena and they have all of these championship banners. Right. You know, some of the legends that went on to the NBA are no longer with us. Rest in peace. But is it a job that has a recommitment or just needs a refresh? Because here's a name that gets attached because he's been at a all-in football school with... M- Periodical success, consistent winning, but not over-the-top winning. And that's Nate Oates at Alabama, Mm -hmm. where Alabama is all football. Every day that ends in Y, 24-7, 365, they're football. Just like Ohio State is. It takes a different person to go into a situation where all the attention is on football. You might look at it and go, that's great because the attention is off me. Or you might look at it and go, boy, are they going to pour resources into basketball because all they do is they care about football so i think anybody that looks at the ohio state job has to consider that so that's why like a nate Oates gets mentioned mm-hmm. done it at alabama under the shadow of saban could he go to another football school and do it under the shadow of ryan day you know less of a shadow but you know what i'm getting at. yeah yeah so i there's a there's a lot of factors that go in but if i'm ted carter i make greg mcdermott say no i would say the same thing to trev if if you had to make a change with your basketball coach down the road, I don't know why, even though, as you brought up, Mac's going to turn 60 in November, 
why you wouldn't call Omaha first. Mm -hmm. Just to gauge an interest. That's what good ADs do. Okay? They start with this top tier, and they start with their top candidate. They make them say no. And if they say no, you move on to the next person. Yeah. But just because there's one side interest doesn't mean you're out the door. But you have to, you can't be oblivious to the fact that Mac is a candidate for Ohio State. And you either say, ah, uh, or, man, it kind of shows you where our basketball program is. Good on you. Hey, here's a, little, here's a fist Absolutely. bump, Mac. Absolutely, It'll it should. get you. Let's go play at Shadow Ridge today. <laughs> it should, though. Absolutely, it should. Like, that's the thing about the Tony White thing that I remember hearing this conversation, and I couldn't agree more, and that was when somebody is interested in your either your head coach or a major D.C., you got to feel good about that because that means they are doing the right things. Even if it's not as you know, as visible as you'd like it to be, that they're doing the right things, that they are respected, and that that should always excite you. Because if nobody's interested in your head coach, if nobody's interested in your main coordinators, then chances are you're going to lose interest at some point too. I, I, I've never, I, I could, I could never agree more than that notion there. And for the idea of football schools too, you're right. It's been done. Now, think about okay, Miami's made a Final Four. Uh, we've seen Oklahoma make a Final Four here recently. Michigan's made a Final Four here recently. And I, I think that there, there's always going to be those examples. But the goal, I would think, at a football school like Ohio State would be one very similar to what you see with Creighton in basketball. And that is just be a mainstay in the tournament. Like always be there because, as you know, especially with the resources and the ability to recruit that we can provide you, you might just have that roster that can make that run that can get to the Final Four every now and then, that can you know either, either be playing in that second weekend. So to me, I would think that that would be the, the, the standard from Ohio State. Maybe I'm completely off on their expectations. But when I think of what you're looking for when those football schools that you see have a presence in the Final Four, it's not necessarily the Final Four appearance that makes everybody so excited about that product and what they have going in the long term, it's the fact that they can sustain at least that hope that they can get back there because they are in the dance every year. And they put themselves in a position that they are a good enough team to be in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. That's, I mean, that's the same standard that he's created at Creighton. So, I mean, again, it, to me, it's a no-brainer as far as asking and making him tell you no because he's already established at a Creighton and you can provide even more resources. Man, less than two years after you signed a four-year extension. Mm -hmm. I, I get the extension stuff. Well, he just signed an extension. He's not on the hot seat. That's a piece of paper, okay? If your program is stale... Who signed, a, who signed an extension in 2022? Chris Holtman. Yeah, less than two years after he signed a four-year extension. Yeah. If you feel like your program is stale... Money is not an issue. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about when Max signed the extension, too. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry no. about that. I, you know, we, we don't know all the ins and outs of Max contract. Right, so I'm not going to – you can yeah. speak to that. You, I, you might know more. I, I'm not, I'm not, not. going to go there. Um, but if you say, well, he's, he signed an extension, they're not going to pay $14 million. Extension is a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. We've seen it. How many coaches where you go, oh, that guy's not on the hot seat. He just signed a long extension. Is your program stale? Are there butts in seats? Are you moving forward? If not, sometimes you gotta you gotta bite it, and you find somebody that has deep pockets to mm -hmm. say, 
we need $14 million to resurrect our basketball program. Yep. And then we're going to need additional money to build the program. Okay. At a place like Ohio State, you can't. That's, that's the scary thing if you are not in the Big Ten or the SEC moving forward. There is so much money that is involved now that they have money that the rest of y'all can't compete yeah. with. Now, do they choose to spend it wisely? That's on the institution. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they have a bigger suitcase than you, especially when you're matched up against, like you're trying to court a Big East coach, your 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 suitcase has more pockets in it than the suitcase of a Big East school. It just does because you're the Big Ten and the SEC. That's scary for the rest of college athletics. If you're in those conferences and you're in that fan base, you're like, spend. That's Mr. the reality. Big Bucks. What was the cartoon character? What was the Donald Duck? Uh, had Uncle the, Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just throwing the money up yeah. in the air. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you this. If we're asking that question about how does a Big Ten team spend their money and the Scrooge type of bag McDuck. that they're going to get. That was his name. I think yesterday's decision <laughs> tells you everything you need to know. Didn't I think yes, that on the show today. I think yesterday's decision tells you everything you need to know about what I, I don't think you're making that decision and all of a sudden you're hiring like a you know a mid-major up and comer or you're getting a guy that maybe is on his way out or needs a change of scenery at a power 6. You're making that decision with the idea of yes, we know that this was a mid-season thing. But do don't th- worry, we got this. Do you think this. you also make this decision because you have a good feel of what's next? Yep. Always have a plan. I think there's always a reason to believe that, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, and and that's the question of how does that involve the candidates that we just mentioned, especially Greg McDermott? Well, I'm sure these candidates that are mentioned, their door has been knocked on for the oh, last yeah. 10 days before the announcement yesterday. Mm-hmm. A call's been made. Mm-hmm. Hey, hypothetically, good, what hey, would you say? Good athletic directors... And in this case, I keep going back, it's Ted Carter, are always ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. They don't all of a sudden just wake up and go, eh, not working. They always have a, good athletic directors always have a plan. Mm-hmm. Okay? You mean they're, they're, always, up, they're, they're always thinking ahead. They're always forward thinkers. Hey, how do we make our job better? How do we, you know, how do we keep our guy? Mm-hmm. You know, what does our guy want? How, yeah. How's our guy feeling? Okay? And then if you have to get to the point where you do have to make a move, you've already thought about this. So you already yeah. are, are thinking of. I got a plan. This is what it looks like if we drop X in here. Mm-hmm. That's what good CEOs do. Leaders. But yeah. I keep going back. The X factor and the tie-in to Omaha is Ted Carter. Yeah, Ted Carter no loves to win. Ted Carter doesn't like to lose. Ted Carter now is at a more powerful place than he has ever been in his academic career with a guy that has an athletic background that loves athletics. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's weird because it's February fifteenth, and yeah. the season won't yeah. end for a while. <laughs> yeah. But but the I, I'll give credit because because this isn't the first time that Max name has been more months of this. He's done a really good job of blocking out the noise and focusing on his basketball team, and that that shows you the relationship he has with his team because he's committed to them. Mm-hmm. He didn't have one foot out the door. I mean, you got you got you got to be cognizant of it, but you know that you're not going to let down the guys that have busted their balls for you yeah. and that you still have what could be a magical season. Right. But so you have to you have to play with the noise and until Ohio State gets a new coach or Arizona State or Michigan or whoever else, you're going to have to deal with the noise for a while and don't fight it. Mm-hmm. I mean it's the reality of 
It's the reality of big boy sports. And a place like Ohio State plays big boy basketball. Yep. Does it, Creighton, it's flattering does, to your does, coach. Does Creighton want to play big boy basketball? I got an update with Jimmy uh, coming up after the top of the hour. Also, uh, we talked yesterday uh, about the NHL. Hey. Well. Hey, you might have known what you're talking about there. Uh, I got a couple of other uh, things I want to answer. So we had some really good uh, emails yesterday on questions. So I want to I want to get to those. Um, the component of what could be going on in Gretna. Yeah. Uh, which the NHL is like on the back burner. The USA Volleyball is the big one that is going to uh, happen. Mm-hmm. Talk about something that's been in the works for a while. That project. All right, 57 past the hour. Jimmy's got an update. Steve Sipple's coming up uh, a little bit later. Uh, we'll try and go find Corey Collier, who is not part of the yeah. Nebraska football program anymore. Uh, also, uh, more on the night in uh, hoops uh, last night. And uh, the the greatest scapegoat in the history of the NFL got his Ziggy yesterday <laughs> in Steve Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's like Carolina. Wilkes, you're out. Yeah. Arizona, Wilkes, you're out. Kyle Shanahan, hey, man, I get one get-out-of-jail-free card. You're going to cost me. You're out. Yep. Jimmy's coming up next. It's Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.